You're listening to Titan Nature's Yellowstone, a podcast for those that don't get out, can't get out, or can never get enough. Sponsored by Think Tank Photo. Think Tank Photo designs camera carrying solutions for working professionals. Welcome to another episode of Tied to Nature's Yellowstone. This is Adam Brubaker. I first got to apologize for last week. I missed a week. Promised I wasn't going to do that. But again, family comes first. I ended up uh, having a, a camp out with my son with a, a young men's group locally. And after that, between that and getting out and working, I just missed a week. So I'm going to give you a two for this week. Uh, meaning that I'm going to do kind of two episodes in one. So I'm going to go over Lamar Valley and the wildlife. I want to hit that area for you. But also I want to give you some tips and tricks and help you prepare for Yellowstone this year because it is going to be different. Well, let's go ahead and start with that. So as far as different, we're expecting a lot more people this year. You know, a typical year... We have just over maybe 4 million visit visitors, and most of those visitors are from May through September, October. You know, it's the summer months. July and August are always the busiest. Well, the rumor is that they're planning on about 6 million people this year, which I thought, nah, you know, I, I could see it going up. That's not that much. Well, I'll tell you what, I, I believe it now. And a couple reasons. One is, you know, I've always told people, you know, get in the gate by 7 o'clock and you're good. You know, that there's there's no traffic and you can go right in. Well, a week or two ago, I showed up at about seven o'clock and there was traffic backed up to the stoplight. So I don't know, it's a quarter, half mile. And that's like two, two, three lanes or whatever the gates they had open. I think it was two actually. So that's something to be prepared for. And that's out of the West Gate. Every gate's going to be a little different on when it starts, when it backs up and you have to wait in line. So again, it's not a big deal if you, you pack your patience. And ideally, what's going to happen is, at least from the West Gate, is you go on the West Gate, and if there's a bison that shows up early, then you're going to have a bit more of traffic. Now, every gate's different, like I mentioned. Uh, Jackson coming in from the south entrance, you know, I imagine that's going to be busy. You're going to be backed up there. Same with Gardner, uh, Cook City, and Cody probably aren't as bad. I honestly can't tell you on Cody, it's been a while since I've been through that gate. But in general, as you get through the gates, just remember to pack your patience. Um, if you haven't booked a tour with somebody yet, if you're looking to book a tour, I mean, if that's a, a tour in Yellowstone, that's fishing, that's horseback riding, whatever it is, a float, I, better sooner than later this year, as soon as you can. I'm getting a lot of last minute things and I'm turning a lot of people away and I know a lot of people are doing the same. It's a busy year. Same thing with hotels uh, and camping and any place that you're going to stay in Yellowstone right now. Plan ahead. As a lot of the the campsites in Yellowstone that last year, two years ago, were first come, first serve, they've changed that. A lot of it is reservation only now. And those reservations are booked out. So even outside of West Yellowstone, excuse me, outside of Yellowstone, all the hotels, the, the camping areas, things are filling up and they're they're full. It is hard to find anything. And I don't want to be discouraging and say, oh, you can't come. You can. If you plan ahead, if you call around, you can find some things. 
Um, I mean, I'm just trying to give you a heads up. Car rentals and things. It's going to be a busy year out here. So you need to be prepared when you get out here. And a couple things to be prepared for beyond, you know, just staying here, finding a guide, booking those things ahead of time. You know, one thing that we've noticed, um, you know, last year and this year is we're getting more people out here. Um, people are more unfamiliar with the wildlife and the outdoor setting and how to act. I don't want to sound degrading, but I call this the Disney mentality is what I refer to it as. We see that people are, are more used to theme parks. They're not used to wild. And so when you come out here, remember that the bison are wild, that the, the hot springs are hot. A lot of the areas, it's, it's hard to know the rules. Unless you've read the, the newspaper you get on the way in or you're, you're diligently looking at signs. But sometimes you see a hot spring and say, hey, there's nothing there that's stopping me to walk up next to this thing. Well, take a second look around because all of the hot springs are off limits. And although they're hard to see, there are some little logs around them that will say, do not enter. Stay out of this area. Just check regulations. Check things before you come. Know the distance you're supposed to be from wildlife. Know the fishing regulations. Those things can really help you and help protect our resource. The Yellowstone National Park is a very important resource, and it's something that we want to enjoy for years to come. I was talking to somebody the other day, and it sounds like they're trying to decide what to do with um, as many people that we come and how to regulate things, and people just being respectful for the area and knowing the, the rules and conditions before you head into Yellowstone, that'll help out a lot. I'm going to pause there for a second. You know, that's that's the boring stuff. I, don't, well, I shouldn't say boring. It's important. I'm trying to, this podcast is meant to help those that are visiting, Yellow, visiting Yellowstone. But I wanted to get into Lamar Valley here for a second. You know, I've done a couple different places. I've talked about a few different things. I'm going to get into Lamar Valley. Lamar Valley is my favorite place in Yellowstone. You know, if you've listened before and you heard some of the stories, you know, it's where I first saw wolves. And that's where... You know, the Serengeti of the United States is. Lamar Valley is just an incredible place. So, actually, I just went out today. I had a tour in Yellowstone. And this morning, uh, luckily, I was able to start from Mammoth Hot Springs. I met some people up here at 530 in the morning. Well, we got out early. We started, you know, we see bison and elk and the pronghorn on the way to Lamar Valley. We got out to an area called Slough Creek and right off, well, not right off. We waited around 10 minutes or so. And as I'm watching Austin, I yell, puppies, the puppies are out. And so the wolf puppies came out. Then there was a couple adults, and we got to watch them play and go back and forth. And then looking behind us on the on the hillside, Specimen Ridge, we had a grizzly bear up high. And so that's how we started out our morning. And then for, that wasn't even in Lamar Valley yet. So from there, we drove into Lamar Valley and lots more bison. I, I told the kids, hey, count how many bison you find. And they pretty soon found out that you can't count all the bison out there. It's There's lots of them. There's thousands off, out there often. As we went into the valley, you know, we saw, you know, in, with, within the scope view, we saw three more grizzly bears. Um, there would have been two more, two little cubs, but they were out of sight. That was thanks to a friend, Bill. And that's one of the great things. People are very friendly in Yellowstone. You get make friends very fast, some of the locals. But at the same time, Remember to be respectful because they're out there on a daily basis. And there's a lot of people that slow down and say, hey, what you looking at? And they may ignore you. If you pull in and say, hey, how's your day? And ask what you're looking at. They're probably even going to let you look through the scope to see what they're seeing. 
anyways, a lot of this comes from friends and, you know, networking to to know where to find things because there's people out there all the time looking. Anyways, we had those gri- three grizzly bears. At the same time, there was a, a wolf. Um, and then we went out and we found a fox and we saw mountain goats up on Baronet Peak. Came back, we found some bighorn sheep and another wolf that was testing a bison with a calf. And on the way back out, you know, a black bear with two cubs. I mean, so that was a day in Lamar Valley. It's not always like that. June's the best time for wildlife. But in general, Lamar Valley's the place to go. And I'm not going to mention, I want to mention a little bit more than just Lamar Valley. Because the drive to Lamar Valley. So I'm going to say, oh, this is a tough one. Let's say somewhere around Phantom Lake. And I'll, I might get into some of this area again later. But I just want to mention from about Phantom Lake to Tower Roosevelt Junction to an area called the Yellowstone Picnic Area. That's Black Bear Alley. As you travel that section, as you're going to Lamar Valley, watch that area for black bears. Um, that's that's probably the best area. And that's what I'll mention for now because there's some more things that I want to get into through that area, like the Petrified Tree and Blacktail Plateau Drive. But for now, I'm going to move forward to, let's say, the Yellowstone Picnic Area. So we'll go from the Yellowstone Picnic Area. If you're not familiar with that is, there's at Tower Roosevelt Junction. Well, let's, let's actually start there at Tower Roosevelt because that's an easy place. So at the Tower Roosevelt Junction... You know, basically, you're you're turning left. You're going off the main loop. And as you go off that main loop and you head towards, that's going to take you to Lamar Valley. I think from there, it's about 16 miles to the Lamar Buffalo Ranch. Again, watch, start by watching for bears. So as you go down, uh, you're going to go down across the bridge. And that's the, that's the Yellowstone River that you're crossing right there. As you go up from there and kind of around the bend, you're going to have a picnic area on the right-hand side, and that's the Yellowstone picnic area. So even in, in this far, you know, you haven't gone very far, there's some things to watch through here. And some of this is seasonally. This time of year, you know, it's it's June. I'm watching for black bears. I'm watching for bighorn sheep, mule deer, and bison through this area. And this is where you kind of start to see the pronghorn as well. And so right off, I mean, this is where we're starting to look. You know, looking down below the Yellowstone River, right there at that bridge. Uh, in the past, I haven't seen them for a couple years. Maybe somebody else has. But there's sometimes you can catch some harlequin ducks down there along the river on those rocks. So something to watch for. Uh, and as you go up just a little bit, there's a turn on your left-hand side that's referred to as Wrecker. And I always like to pull in there and just take a look around. If nothing else, there's bighorn sheep scat under those trees just to prove that they're around. And typically in the, the spring and fall is typically when you'd have the rams in here, maybe some ewes throughout the summertime. But also I like to just look at that area for, for black bears. And so then going up from there, you have the Yellowstone picnic area, probably my favorite picnic area in the park. Because there is so much that can go on in this one area. Just, you know, all the wildlife that I mentioned, you know, I've I've had black bears through there and bighorn sheep and uh, fox and badgers and deer and bison coming through. Uh, not to mention the birds in that area. And it's it's just this picnic place that I like to eat because you never know what's going to show up while you're sitting there eating. You know, what kind of animal is going to wander through. So then, you know, leaving that Yellowstone picnic area up on the right-hand side as you go, the forested area, I always watch. This is a good area because you have what is called an edge. So on the, the right-hand side of the road, 
So the south side of the road, you're going to have this forest, this hillside. And on the other side of that, what you can't see on the other side of that hill is the Grand Canyon of Yellowstone. So there's some cliffs over there. Then on the north side of the road, you're going to, there's some ponds and kind of another hillside here. And so an edge is where you have multiple, I guess you could say, habitats coming together in one spot. That's what you have through here. And so you get a variety of species that hang out in this area. Um, at this pond earlier this year, there were some sandhill cranes, and they had a nest out there. Usually you see a variety of, of ducks, you know, mallards, and seen some grebes, ringneck ducks, scop. Uh, I don't know if I've actually seen ruddy ducks in those ponds. But then yellow-headed blackbirds, red-winged blackbirds, kind of nice little birding section through there, variety of little species. And then you have that, that hillside to the right. And through this area, again, I'll emphasize black bears again. Occasionally grizzly bears through here. Uh, bighorn sheep, pretty regular. And the bighorn sheep with this area, it's mostly ewes. Usually when people think about bighorn sheep, you think, well, where are their, their big horns? Well, it's the rams are usually up high and away. Or they're tougher to see, but the ewes will be through this area. And from what I understand, what happens through here is like this time of year, the ewes are the females have gone over into the canyon and they're having their babies. They're giving birth. And that's where they get birth at in the canyon. And so typically, if the road was open going from Roosevelt up to Tower, you could stop along there and look along the canyon and look on that far side and see the sheep. So this time of year, as they're having their babies, it gets a little a little harder to see the sheep through there. There was two of them out today. Um, but spring and fall, you know, early and late summer, you can find the bighorn sheep through there as well as, as mule deer, occasional pronghorn through there. So it's an area that it's worth slowing down. And there's actually a hike. If you go to the picnic, uh, Yellowstone picnic area, there's a hike that starts there and goes up along the ridge of the Grand Canyon of Yellowstone. And you can take this out for a while. You can take this all the way. I think it's 60, 16 miles or more over to Specimen Ridge. But just for a family, there's a nice little, I mean, you could go straight up the hillside or follow the, the actual trail that gradually goes up. And you can go along the Grand Canyon of Yellowstone for a little bit and then walk back. Um, I was up there one year, a couple years ago with a family, just sitting on some logs for a picnic. And um, one of the boys points behind me and says, what's that? And there was a, a black bear that was kind of meandering around grazing. So again, as you're in that area, be careful. It's a great trail to have bear spray on, but the wildlife, um, you might run into some wildlife here on that uh, that trail. So it's a nice little trail there. Going further on, well, actually right in this area, the other thing I want to mention is you have all these Douglas fir trees. And what you'll notice with the Douglas firs is most all of them are growing next to a big rock. These rocks are glacial erratic, so they are left by glaciers. And what's interesting is all these trees are growing next to rocks. So that, that Douglas fir seed needed some kind of shade and shelter to start growing. And those that were most successful, the ones that were growing next to a rock. And so it provided that shade and shelter. So as you, as you drive through that area, you'll notice that all these big trees are growing out next to rocks. And as you continue through here, you go through a big open area. It's kind of rolling hills, a lot of sagebrush and a lot of rocks. And those rocks look just like bears and uh, bison. And so it's something, you know, through this section, you know, from here to, let's say, Slough Creek, you know, definitely keep your eyes open for animals wandering. Uh, the pronghorn and bison get through here a lot, and occasional elk. Uh, also, wolves and bears through this area. You know, sometimes you got you to gotta watch up high. I'm talking about a mile up on the ridge. 
you know, some things are moving slow. But one of the things to remember as you go through this area is sometimes animals are just moving from place to place. You know, for example, there's a den and the wolves are coming back and forth to that den. So just keep an eye out as you as you go through this area. Uh, you will have some ponds on the, the north side of the road through here. And it's not something I, I've gone down to look for. I understand that these ponds through here are pretty good for uh, tiger salamanders. And so as you go on this stretch, a lot of rocks through here, glacial erratics, a lot of sage. Keep your eyes open. You'll you'll get bison all through this area. But as you go, um, you're going to cross over the another river. It's the Lamar River, the Lamar River Bridge. And from here you go up, and there's a place called Slough Creek. And there's a, a left-hand turn or a, a turn that goes north to along the Slough Creek. And this will go back to a campground and a picnic or a, a trailhead back there. There's also two restrooms that are the one star. So you know, the vault style hole in the ground, but there are two restrooms here. And I highly recommend these ones because at this point, it's not going to be until the end of Lamar Valley that you find another restroom. And you don't want to find a bear or a wolf or a coyote or a bison, whatever you're looking for, and think, oh man, I got to go. So make sure that, you know, that's a good thing to know is those restrooms there. But as you go down the Slough Creek Road, there's a couple things here. Um, it's hard to tell you exactly where the den is, and I don't want to tell you exactly where the den is, but this is where you're going to be looking for the wolf den, is from this location. And there's going to be plenty of people at it down there that are probably more than willing to point out, point in the direction that you want to be looking. From what I understand, depending on where you're at looking at this den, it's about a mile to mile quarter away. So with binoculars, you can definitely see the wolves moving. Spotting scope is is definitely recommended. Or you know, maybe you find something, somebody nice along the way that lets you take a, a brief glimpse. And something to remember, you know, you see this a lot, a lot of excited people, and you're excited because you want to see the wolves. Um, do ask for permission, you know, to, to use people's equipment before you walk up to it. And for a couple reasons, you know, for example, myself as a guide, I always tell people, hey, you know, I do have some clients and they have their first rights on this. And most of the time, 90% of the time, the client's are more than happy to let you look through. So remember a lot of their guides out there that do have paying clients, but then you're going to have a lot of wolf watchers that are out there on a daily basis that don't mind sharing as well. They're out there excited to see the wolves and they, they want that excitement to spread. And so there's a lot of people that are probably willing to let you look. So that's the big area from wolves, especially in the springtime. That's been the last several years that the wolves have denned at this location. It gets further into summer those wolves are going to move around. They're going to move their den site. They're going to create a, you know, go to a rendezvous site. And it's hard to say exactly where they're going to move from year to year. And, you know, last year they moved off kind of in the same area from Sioux Creek, but kind of, I guess if you're looking at the den site, off to the left. And then from there they move over into Lamar Valley to a rendezvous site out there, which I'll mention as we go that way. So something to think about, that's a great place, probably the most consistent place in the park on a, a regular basis to try to see wolves is down that Slough Creek Road. Uh, in the springtime, I also love to drive that road for the chance of seeing badgers, um, grizzly bears down that way as well, um, bald eagles along there. There's an old beaver dam. So in Slough Creek, I like to watch for things and some good waterfowl down there as well. A couple ponds along that stretch. We've had sandhill cranes nesting as well, as well as down there, um, on the cliff side, there's a place that you can see a golden eagle that uh, will nest there from year to year. 
And so that Slough Creek Road, again, there's a lot of going on. And, you know, if you look back the other direction, more, I guess, south, you have Specimen Ridge, and you can look over that side for, for bears as well. So now, going from here, um, you know, I, I should mention a couple other things. that This is one of those areas, is yours through Creek, and you look at um, this big rocky area, this hillside out there. That's a place that, from year to year, you can typically find bighorn sheep rams. So again, they are tough to see because they're on the rocks, they blend in. So spotting scope is best, binoculars can work. So definitely watch that side for, for bighorn sheep, as well as up on Specimen Ridge, um, up high on that south side. They're both great places to look for bighorn sheep. So from here, you're going to go back to the main road, and you're going to drive through uh, the Lamar Canyon. And as you're going through the Lamar Canyon, it's it's hard to tell you what pullout it is. I think it's one of the first paved pullouts on the on the right-hand side of the road or the, the south side of the road. And from there, there's across the river, across the Lamar River, which you'll be following, there's an osprey nest. It's pretty visible, pretty obvious, and typically there's people stop there watching it. So that's a good place to find a, an osprey nest. A lot of people are familiar with ospreys. If you're not, you know, some people also call it the fish eagle. Typically, most of their diet consists of fish, and it's they're an incredible bird. Um, which is a story for another time. So an osprey nest there, and you keep on going up the canyon. Occasional black bears through here. Bison like to create jams through here as they they travel that road back and forth. And, you know, watch this area because on the far end of that canyon, you know, sometimes you get some marmots through there, yellow-bellied marmots. And on the right hand side against the south, um, there's been a, a red-tailed hawk and a great horned owl that have nest out there occasionally from year to year. So... From here, this is the exciting part for me. This is when you get into Lamar Valley. You leave the canyon, go into Lamar Valley. It starts by seeing the hillside of the north. And as you go a little further, it, the valley just opens up to you. And depending on, you know, the day, um, sometimes you go out there and it just seems like there's a million bison out there. There's only 5,000 in the park, but so there's not a million, but they just seem like they go on forever throughout the valley. Other times you go in and think, where did they all go? Sometimes they're up high, sometimes they're spread out more. But Lamar Valley is considered the Serengeti of the United States. So as you work your way through Lamar Valley, I would say that the biggest thing to remember is talk to people. I was, for example, again today, we're watching a, a wolf that's laying down, and there's a bison with a calf. And it sounds like that wolf was kind of going after the calf. So the bison is watching the wolf, wolf is watching the bison, and it ended up laying down. We watched that for 15, 20 minutes before we had a had a move on. But there were so many people passing because there were some pronghorn and bison out in front of us. I mentioned to a couple of people, hey, you know what we're looking at? And they'll say, yeah, look, it's pronghorn. No, there's a wolf out there. So don't be afraid to ask people, hey, what are you looking at? But remember, again, you know, pull over and stop, chit-chat, you know, say, how you doing? Say, thank you. Um, sometimes it's, it's you're driving by, hey, what are you looking at? It's hard for people to respond to you. So that's the biggest thing I would say, remember, is if people are looking at something, especially spotting scopes, just get out and say, hey, can you tell me what you're looking at? Where should I look? Going through Lamar Valley, there's a lot of different pullouts. And the pullouts, you know, the a lot of the regulars have names for all of these pullouts. But I'll just say, you know, let's say the high pullout, that uh, the long high as you come into Lamar Valley, it's the highest point. That's a great place to stop. And just to get out and look, there's a bald eagle nest straight across in the tree line. You it's you can see, you know, towards the end of the valley from here, 
there's a great place just to pull out the binoculars, pull out the spotting scope, and look. If you don't have binoculars or a spotting scope, I mentioned in previous podcasts that you can rent them. Uh, there's a place in West Yellowstone, uh, Yellowstone Camera, that rents them. And out of Gardner, Montana, uh, Yellowstone Optics will rent binoculars and spotting scopes. And it, it's, worth to ha- it's worth having one. Uh, without one, it's pretty easy to find the bison, the pronghorn. Um, but some of these animals, especially as they get further into the summer, they're going to be high up. They're going to be far away. And having something to see them with is, is very helpful. So anyways, you're at this high pole out, scan the area. That's what a lot of guides do is, you know, it, it does help when, you know, somebody just tells you, hey, there's, I got a bear up here. But sometimes it's a matter of just looking. And sometimes you're the person that says, hey, I have a bear, I have the wolf, I have, you know, the eagles, the osprey, uh, the pronghorn, the bison, the bighorn sheep. And you can be that person that tells other people what you're looking at. So that's what I do is as I go through the valley, I just stop and I glass, I take my binoculars, I take my spotting scope. And just work my way around the open areas to see if I can see anything. Now, going further down the valley, you come to the Lamar Buffalo Ranch. The Lamar Buffalo Ranch is basically the cavalry. When the cavalry were here in Yellowstone, they created a breeding program for the for the Yellowstone bison. We got down to uh, somewhere I can't remember exactly, but twenty to twenty five bison left in Yellowstone, and they protected those bison. They created this breeding program and had this ranch out in Lamar Valley, and they helped bring the bison population back. So it's a historical building there now. I know in the past there's been a bookstore that you can go into there, but the cabins and things are off limits. There are people that rent those out now uh, for classes through the Yellowstone Forever and other organizations where they're they're staying there. So there are people you know, from year to year lodging in those areas. So as you stop and look around, make sure you're respectful that there are people staying in that area. You know, I want to back up really quick here. Um, something that I forgot is just before you get to the La, Lamar River Bridge and the Lamar River, there's a pull out on your right-hand side. And it talks about, there's a couple signs there that talk about the wolf's reintroduction. What you're looking at, which again to the south there, look for some fences out there amongst the uh, the willows and the, the aspens. That's one of the places that wolves are reintroduced into the park originally. And so that's a, a neat piece of history right through there is you can look out and see and read about the wolf reintroduction in Yellowstone. Anyway, so I wanted to mention that. Fast forward back to the Lamar Buffalo Ranch. Uh, you're just, you're going to keep on working your way through the valley. You know, if there's people up on a high, on a hill, yeah, climb the hill. Sometimes that vantage point helps out a lot. As you go into the far end of the valley, you're going to see the confluence where the Soda Butte and Lamar River meet. And you're going to keep on going to what's called hitching post. And here at hitching post, you have hitching posts where the horses, for the horses, and then also two more restrooms here. So as you go through Lamar Valley, you're just, you're looking everywhere for wildlife. For for example, today, one of the far pullouts, you know, we're, we're watching, you know, we're looking to the south, three grizzly bears up high, one direction, uh, a wolf the other way, bighorn sheep right in front of us on the cliffs, pronghorn and bison out in front of us. And so just in that one spot, there's a lot going on. And if it spent a little bit more time in looking, I imagine I could probably could have found some elk. And so that's Lamar Valley. Just spend some time out there. It's a beautiful area. And if nothing else, I mean, you know, I mentioned bears and wolves a lot because 
Those are the two big things that people want to see when they come to Yellowstone and they expect to see in Lamar Valley. You got to stop and look for them. If you're just driving through, it's, it's harder to see them that way. I love seeing the grizzly bears and I love seeing the wolves. But with that, we can't forget the rest of the animals that are out there. I, you know, I mentioned bison and elk and bighorn sheep and pronghorn. You know, the bison is the largest land animal in North America. And at one time, we only we had less than 25 of them in Yellowstone. And now we have 5,000. So what an incredible conservation story. You know, sometimes we forget about these animals. You know, we, we see, oh, there's so many bison. And we forget the incredible story of the bison and that incredible animal. And we're looking for those bears and wolves. So take time to appreciate the other animals you see. You know, again, mention bears and wolves because those are the two big ones. But there are so many other incredible species out there. And the other one is birds. You know, it is very easy to pass over the birds and forget that they are out there. One of the reasons I was hired originally as a guide was because of my knowledge of some of the birds. And, you know, when July and August comes around and there's not much else going on, you know, I can fall back on the birds. And I was familiar with them. So just some examples. I mentioned osprey. I mentioned eagles, which are, of course, big ones. But watch the bison for the brown-headed cowbirds. They have a pretty neat story. You know, they wouldn't make their own nests. And they would follow the bison across the plains. They would use other birds' nests to lay their eggs in. So, I mean, that's, that's pretty incredible. And so there's a lot going out in Lamar Valley. And so that's about as far as I'm going to go is that hitching post area. Uh, you turn the corner there and you go up past Soda Butte and the creek and Pebble Creek and you get in the area for moose and mountain goats and get out to Cook City, the the northeast entrance of Yellowstone. But I think that is good for Lamar for today. Again, if you have any questions on Lamar or the wildlife out there, feel free to reach out to me and ask some questions. I, I had somebody uh, message me tonight and asking about they're out in Yellowstone right now. They have a couple kids. It's hard to get up early. Where's the wildlife? They're, they're hearing about all these bears and all these things. Where are they? And I gave him some tips about the bears. And, you know, don't forget about those other animals once more. Now, kind of go back. You know, I started out with some tips and things, um, staying in locations. And I think I covered most of that. Um, just kind of the basics of plan ahead, plan for your trip. The Park Service website, Yellowstone, Yellowstone NPS site, has actually a uh, a link on there that is plan your site, which which can help you out. Great opportunities in Yellowstone, plan ahead. And again, I'm going to reiterate, if you're looking for wildlife, take a second to ask people, take a second to stop, because it could mean the difference of seeing a bear and not is just stopping and asking. So again, I apologize for missing out uh, last week. I will get better at that uh, next week. I'm going to share, I think, some stories with you. I want to share some of the stories, experiences that I've had in Yellowstone. And then going on the next week, we're going to get into uh, the recap of the month, which we're coming up already to the end of the June. So again, thank you for tuning in to Titanic Cheers Yellowstone. And uh, please like, subscribe, follow. Thanks for listening to Titan Nature's Yellowstone, the podcast for those that don't get out, can't get out, or can never get enough. Keep up to date with Titan Nature and Think Tank Photo on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube.